Hi, I'm Alex Freycon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy, it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. A big part of therapy is putting yourself out there. And that's a, admittedly a big part of this podcast too. Dr. Steve and I kind of put ourselves out there. Uh, and that process can sometimes seem frightening, but it's really important work to do. And so we discuss that in today's session um, and what it means to be vulnerable and authentic. Hope you enjoy. I did. I was thinking about the podcast. I was rewatching our last session. And I feel like you know, we've been talking about a lot of kind of more heavy stuff. We did or we did not? We did. Yeah, I, we did. I think so. And so I kind of wanted this to just be a sort of, um, you know how every great sitcom will throw in a variety episode where they just kind of rehash old episodes and they do little splices and stuff like that? Okay. That's what I kind of wanted today's <clears throat> session to be be like. So, yeah, wanted to be a little more casual just because, I don't know, I don't want people to get the impression that. It's just got it. Like what we were talking about was this idea of like dance monkey dance. I think it's tough. I'm, yeah, th- that's what I'm feeling about this podcast. Is it? It requires you to to be in this place where you're like, oh, I've got to generate interesting <laughs> content. It's not like a true crimes podcast. You're like, yeah. And then yeah. next week we'll tell yeah. you what yeah. the neighbor was doing. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> next week we'll talk about Alex's relationship with, you know. So and so, his second uncle. Yeah. So Greg. So and I and I think about what what happens in real therapy. Is that sometimes you, you call you go and I don't I don't have anything to talk about this week. There's nothing, you know. I don't have anything to to work on. Yeah. Or the things that you do have to work on are not so obvious, right away. Possible. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of always been my experience. Is that I'll walk in being like. Because I used to show up when I was younger, I would show up to therapy with like um, like a notepad. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, these are the things I've been thinking about. These are the things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then oftentimes we would go in a completely different direction mm-hmm. and wouldn't end up covering those things. And I would feel just as good, if not better. I'm like, oh, these actual things weren't the things bothering me. It was actually mm-hmm. this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I... Uh, I don't have too much to discuss in terms of specific um, thing, plights. Is that the right word? Plights? A plight? If it's a plight, yeah, that's yeah, the right I don't word. Have, uh, <clears throat> you know, life is, life is good. Um, I've been getting more feedback on the podcast. More people, like more and more people are reaching out, which... Um, and are they, are they like your close friends, people who are... No, they're um, typically... Uh, friends or like fringe fringe friends you know like not to and i say that if, if you're listening like a fringe friend doesn't mean i think of you less than a friend it's just more like we don't talk a lot yeah, you're not getting a christmas card <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah you're all everyone is special um but yeah people i haven't talked to in a while will just mm-hmm. shoot a note say hey this is really cool um one thing i have been getting a few times and it's sort of, I don't know how I feel about it. It's the beginning. It's like, wow, this is really brave of you. And like, I think I get what they're saying, but it also kind of, I don't know, makes me a little uncomfortable. Uncomfortable thinking that, like, do people think I'm doing this to demonstrate how brave I am? Or yeah. like, I want a medal for what I'm doing. I'm putting myself out there. And... 
or that I'm doing something stupid or, mm. you know, like, oh, you're brave. Like that's, I can't, I would never have done that because it's not very smart to do kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I know they don't most likely don't mean it that way, but there is something to be said about like, I, I think a lot of people look at this as being very vulnerable for public consumption or to an audience. Yeah. And I, that's, you know, I know that's, I look at that as more of a byproduct of the work that we're doing and like what we're trying to do. That's just, you know, a byproduct of it as opposed Uh to the point of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, people have, have been positive. Um, I got one really interesting comment from a complete stranger on the, or talk about dissociation. Oh, uh-huh. And they were like, um, I have, it was kind of um, flooring in a way because they were like, I've spent so much time trying to figure out, quote unquote, what's wrong with me and I've never been able to articulate it until watching this. Oh, okay. And that was like positive, but also I was like, whoa. What, did you feel like a mantle upon you or a weight, <clears throat> the, a weight of... Uh... I didn't realize people were going to take it that way or um what it made me think of was so I once upon a time made a music video that kind of blew up on the internet uh-huh. and a bunch of comments came rolling in and I remember my biggest takeaway from that was that the average internet user has really poor spelling when I saw this comment the feeling it left me was like whoa, there are a lot of people who are probably like really hurting. Like I think what was so crazy to me or what was so like profound to to me was that this person was was struggling with something and their recourse was to interact with a complete stranger as like they seemed to not have any other options. Mm. And that to me was really heavy. Um, And that to me made me sad. And I started to think like, I wonder how widespread you know, suffer, you know, not suffering, but like I, I get I sort of the more comments I get of people being like, oh, I have this too. Or like, you know, I relate to this. It's like you, you sort of wonder how many people are suffering in some way out there and just like aren't talking about it and don't have anyone to talk about it with. That to me is what like. It doesn't make me feel like, I don't know, it doesn't feel burdensome. It just makes me sad to think how much struggle is out there, I guess. Mm-hmm. The world needs more therapists, I guess. Well, I, I think part of what you wanted to do this for was to give people a, yes. a glimpse into what could be for them. A hundred percent. Right. And it would make me happy, for example, this user, if this wasn't the comment they made if that was like just the first step right in getting some kind of help yeah yeah because i I wouldn't imagine it would go from i uh, yeah so tell me why you're here well i left a comment on a tiktok and now i decided to go to therapy like it's not that big of a Mm -hmm. jump but Mm -hmm. maybe that comment leads to more i left i was like hey you should research here's some terms to look into and maybe that will be illuminating in terms of like what you're whatever you're going through so maybe they 
go down that rabbit hole and that leads to something else. I don't know. Right. Um, right. <clears throat> but yeah. It has been cool to see people interact with it. And uh, yeah. <laughs> We're starting to get more followers from like your world, mm. which is interesting. Like I can see peers. Yeah, like, yeah, like of mine. Yep. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, and that's the part I'm more concerned about because uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> in a way you're putting yourself out there in a, in a very bold way. You're putting yourself out there, and that's why people are saying you're so courageous. And I'm like, all right, which one of my colleagues is going to pick up on that? I didn't go to this, or I didn't ask that question, or I didn't go here, and so. And I'm not. I'm sure I'm not the best therapist in the world. I'm sure there's many better therapists. Of course, I didn't tell that to you when we started. So, <clears throat> I think that is something that maybe listeners might not appreciate. Like, it's very easy to say that I have quote unquote skin in the game. Yeah. Right. I, I'm putting myself out there. But I think people overlook the fact that you are equally putting yourself out there. And I mentioned this in the very first episode. It took so long to get this project off the ground yeah. because so many therapists that I talked to were just not, they didn't want to put themselves in that position, I think, for that very reason, which it's very challenging to have the peanut gallery. I I, I think, though, for, for me, you know, that was a consideration at some point, but at the same time, I'm a big believer in the fact that there are many ways to do therapy and many of them are helpful. And um, the bottom line is what I think I said in one of our first shows, when you share your humanity with somebody else, that 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 is, I think, one of the things that we do as therapists is we provide a space for people to come and talk to us and be real with another human being. And, And I think that is probably one of the biggest things that people take out of therapy. And you can do that with me. You can do that with the next person and the next person. A hundred percent. And it's almost like the greatest skill. Well, and this is coming from a patient, right? So it's just my perspective. But the ability to create trust, a feeling of trust, is probably the most... um, like worth worthwhile attribute like that's how i gauge any therapist Mm -hmm. is this idea can i trust them because i'm going to be sharing with them and so yeah an ability but how do you you know that how do you know you're going to be able to trust somebody so i can answer that very um practically how i approached it was just like you know like when a wild animal they like poke around you know sniff around and they you know will come up and look at you and then run them back. Yeah. That's kind of my approach had always been like, I would share small bits of me and see how they react. Yeah. And if I felt <laughs> like, okay, I'm not getting judged right away, mm-hmm. they're listening, they're, then I'd share a little bit more and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. And it was that was my process. Yeah. And that's that's been your process in multiple domains, not just this, right, is my guess. Yeah, very accurate. Yep. Right? That's, that's how you and Haley began. That's how you do it with, you know, school teacher. I mean... That's that's the recipe for developing intimacy. You still had to risk. You still had to put yourself out there. And I think that's, you know, like people I, people will say things like, I need to be able to trust you. You don't, I don't think you get trust until you risk. Yes. You don't get intimacy until you open yourself up and expose yourself to being ridiculed possibly or made fun of in some way. Yes. Um, and it's only after you gauge that perception, you know, how was that received? How did, you know... Oh, 
was safe with this little thing that I shared. Maybe he'll be safe with this other bigger thing that I share. <clears throat> I think what makes me sad is thinking about how many people in life like had one negative reaction, right? They were vulnerable. And that was the moment when they needed to be reassured the most and they didn't get it exactly. Mm. And so that immediately was like, well, I'm never opening up again. Mm -hmm. I think that what that's what makes me so sad. Um, I, I, not to vicissitude, right? But I think that's one of like, we talk about like the tragedies of being human. I think that's one of them. Uh This idea that I can't connect with other humans because I had some bad experiences in my, in my past. But I 100% agree with you is that from every relationship I've had and I have in my life, um, those bonds were made stronger by even more broadly like trials and tribulation, like like shared suffering or like yeah. struggle, shared struggle. Yeah, I think about like this term camaraderie. Like you always hear soldiers talking about like the bonds of, you know, of war and like that mm-hmm. brotherhood. I mean, that's vastly different, but in this, in this, in a basic sense, it's like when you are being vulnerable with, so when your life is in someone else's hands, like that's intimacy, that's trust. Yeah. I and mean, there's no greater trust than that. So Haley and I do this couple thing where we put our, each other's lives in each other's hands. So we'll do something really dangerous. And like the only way I live mm-hmm. is if she. Are these scenarios or do you do actual things like hanging from a bridge? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Like hanging from a bridge and <clears throat> we just do like really dangerous stuff. And, um, so we can learn to trust each other. No, I'm just kidding. We don't know. It's just a dumb joke. Um, but yeah, it's funny that you picked up on that. Cause like I, I've always been very measured. People look at me as like, Oh, you're very outgoing. Hmm. You seem very comfortable in public. I had to pitch cool story to a bunch of students. There was like 50 students in the room just when I was at this thing a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. And one of them came up to me. She's like, you seem so, your vibe was like, you seem so confident in front of people. And I was like, yeah, I'm, no, I'm nervous. I'm just as anxious as everyone else. But it's like, I baby, I've baby stepped my way everywhere. All right. Anytime I'm in like a, a large group, I f- I'll feel it out. I'll feel people out. And then if I feel comfortable or secure, then I'll just start being myself. Yeah. And um, that process can be terrifying. Do you interact with, like, I'm sure you have, but patients who you can tell right off the bat, like, this is going to take some time to get, gain their trust? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes people be coming in off a bad experience with therapy and they'll, they'll let me know that. And I'll be like, okay, I gotta, gotta really listen. I really want to make sure people feel heard. Sometimes at the end of the session, I'll say, you know, what, what did you feel? You know, did you feel heard by me? Did you feel understood? And so I want to check that out if if I have any concerns that maybe they're not not hearing that. I, I also can sometimes uh, inappropriately use humor. Not inappropriate, but sometimes I use humor because things are funny to me and they don't land funny on clients so i have to back away from that and that's awkward but i also think that humor is a part of the human the way people can't connect so i don't not i don't not have humor in my sessions yeah typically so just to clarify have you been using humor in our sessions (laughs) if you have to ask no (laughs) got him yeah i'll let you know when that happens (laughs) that is interesting like in in you just will pick up on when you're like Okay, this didn't land the way I wanted to. Yeah. Sometimes. Or will they say something? Uh, the, usually they don't say yeah, anything. Yeah. Right. Like, that's the challenge. That didn't land where I wanted to. So, 
I think to that end, I mean, humor is how we process a lot of stuff. It makes a lot of scary stuff less scary. So I always default to humor. Well, and, and for me, humor in my family was the way that we escaped real feelings. And so that was one of the big things I had to learn in grad school was like, okay, when you're thinking of something funny, is it an escape from the seriousness of a moment? And had to you know, temper that. And That's interesting. I probably do that. I wonder if I do that. Hmm. I feel like I typically appreciate heavy moments and I'm not like deflecting and trying, trying to, to get hide. out of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think it's more so like a, just a broader coping mechanism of like, wow, this kind of sucks, but you know, what, you, what are you going to do? We're all going to die. So let's just mm. buckle up and get through it. Make some jokes and yeah, just a way of like surviving, I suppose, as opposed to running, mm-hmm. hiding away temporary comfort. Like drinking a ice cold glass of lemonade on a sweltering day. It's like the lemonade doesn't escape. I mean, it's still hot out. It just gives you some respite for 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then you're back into it. Mm-hmm. So I look at humor. So yeah. Uh, what are some things that, not to put you on the spot. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what the theme of this episode is. Put Putting Dr. Spot. Steve on the spot. <laughs> how are the... How the turntables... How the turntables have turned. Right. <clears throat> Are you familiar with The Office? Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Um, what are some things... Are there any observations about the work that we've done that you feel comfortable sharing or things that you know, you've know you noted through our... When I talk to people about the podcast, and I don't talk to a lot of people, because I I, I've been in Minnesota long enough to know not to draw attention to myself... <laughs> Um, and so I you loved the po- the part in the episode where I talked about all your accolades. Yeah, that was not a good. Yeah, so I tell people I don't know where that was. I but I tell people like, yeah, we kind of started getting into our groove around the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of look at it. Um, because I don't I don't know if you or I really knew what it was. Well, you know, is it going to be therapy? Is it going to be a, a a podcast about therapy? And sometimes mm-hmm. we sometimes we were in both of those worlds, right? Sometimes it was about therapy, and sometimes it was about it was it was therapy, and sometimes yeah. it was about therapy. Um, <clears throat> and the last time that we met, you said something to me off camera, off off recorder, off record about yeah, off record about hey, I think I'm figuring you out. You're kind of a no nonsense, like you know, you're kind of an OG therapist. Like don't don't wallow in it, go to it. And I'm like, well, Alex, I think I'm I'm mustering up as much compassion as the content that we're talking about, but you're not. You know, you haven't been talking about real, real heavy things. Some, some heavy things that, that you've struggled with and come to terms with. Um, and and in that time, you said, "Well, Steve, there's there's other stuff I'm not really sharing. I'm not, and I'm not ready to give that to the world and, and cer- around certain domains, right?" Mm-hmm. And I, and and I, I have a respect for what you want to accomplish with the podcast. What we want to accomplish with the podcast is is broaden the, the conversation on mental health. But I also know that that you're you know you're not at a place, and I don't expect you to be at a place where where everything gets shared with the whole world. No, oh, yeah. Um, I think most people would say there are things in my life that I'm that I'm not even sure I want to give to a therapist, let alone a therapist on camera, on, yeah. on audio, yes. you know, like out to the world. So, so I think that that's I think that that we have our we have some restraints. And some limitations 
that I think probably should should be there for your own protection, maybe my own protection. I don't I don't yeah. know, but um yep. And uh I so let me ask you a so I don't know if I am answering the question or not. You're but, not, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> um I want to ask you a, like press you a little bit or I don't know the right way of describing this, but like so were you not did you have a a strong reaction to when I said, "Hey, you know, I I get this like OG vibe from you. Mm-hmm. Did that feel like, well, hey, that's not like, I feel like you kind of had to justify that, but being like, well, you're not giving me enough. That's yeah. why I'm reacting that way. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm what was it? Did it feel like, yeah, it felt a little bit like, well, I'm, I'm only doing what I can, yeah. Yeah, I'm only can react to what I'm hearing. And so, Which obviously I, you know, and you're and you're a person who's had a lot of therapy, yeah. And so you 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 start this venture, um, not not as a neophyte, not as a a newbie, you know. You're seasoned vet. Yeah, you're a seasoned vet. Yeah. And and my guess is, unlike a lot of the people who who may be listening to us, millions, the millions who are listening to us, yep. un, unlike a lot of people who maybe haven't had any therapy experience who struggle just to tell people that are close to them things that are that are near and dear to their heart. That is kind of... That, you know, it's always interesting to consider, and I think that is something that I personally need that reminder in context a lot. And Haley will tell me that all the time. It's like, dude, you feel so... Like, you have to understand the vast majority of people, like, just... They're not even aware of it yet. They don't even know they don't think about it consciously some some subjects and you think about them and share them so it can be like really overwhelming um but back to my original question i think i was more so thinking like in terms of like the subjects we've talked about or you know some of the things that have been bothering me and things that i've been dealing with like is there anything you've noticed about like me as a person or thing you know just like if have you quote unquote been taking any notes in your um, therapist journal about like okay Alex is exhibiting X Y and Z and blah 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 blah. I I haven't. Yeah. Um, I haven't felt I haven't felt a need to do a full mental status exam and do yeah. a treat uh, you know like a regimented treatment plan and goals for this work. I've 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 approached this more like I'm going to show up and Alex yeah. is going to drive the content and what he's going to get from me is someone who has training in you know, some training in, in a mental health background and uh, specifically relationally oriented mental health. I mean, that's, yeah. that's my, that's my emphasis is, is to think about relationships and how they impact individuals and their environments and things like that. Yeah. I know we sort of, we talked about this in our last session because we went, you know, we, we kind of started touching upon stuff where I was like, yeah, I can't go there. Right. That was really, uh, Fascinating. I think it is a core element of this podcast, and it's not like I don't want to go there. I do go there. I just can't do it. There's certain things I can't talk about bluntly because there's certain things I can't share because they involve other people. I can't like quote unquote like you know I don't want to out not out but you know what I mean right. And if you had in the conversation <clears throat> that doesn't want to be in the conversation right. And if you had um, the <clears throat> the rules associated with typical therapy, which is confidentiality, you know, like 
I mean, I can still keep these things confidential, but when you're talking into a microphone, you're not keeping things <laughs> confidential, yes, right? Not. <clears throat> so if there's stuff that you want to talk about with members of your family that are, you know, and our families know us intimately, you know, like <laughs> they've, they've seen us naked, they've changed us, they've seen us in our worst, we've seen them in their worst. And um, I think that's, that's what happens in family life is you get to know people in a different kind of a way than than other people, um, other people who are not your family. And so if you've got things that you want to talk about, you'd want to be able to do that with somebody where you'd say, I don't want this going anywhere because I, yeah. I haven't figured out how I think about it just yet. And I'm trying to figure it out. And maybe by talking to somebody, I can figure out where I'm at with this particular aspect of my relationship to my siblings, my folks, my grandparents, or this family history, this legacy. But I'm not going to go and think about that out in the open with everybody. I need to think about it in a, in a place that's confined and has some rules around. One fear shared. that I have, and this speaks to this idea of, I can't just share everything is uh, my worry with this particular format is that in being very vulnerable, I might say something that I haven't like fully processed or, or thought through. Right. right. So I can put my foot in my mouth basically. Yeah. Or say something that I, maybe I don't really mean, but maybe I only mean it like 10%. And yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how to articulate it. And you can't you can't control how that lands on somebody else. So yeah, it lands exactly. on the other person like a ninety percent. Yeah, like exactly. This is the totality of how Alex thinks about me or our yes. relationship. Or... Yeah. So that's always in the back of my mind. That's not to say but that's that's not to say I'm at all like burdened by that. Like mm. again, that's part of this format. I still think even the conversations we're having right now, I think continue to be helpful for people because again, it's just like any opportunity, I want to give people the chance to see what it is like to experience therapy, which is to experience sharing humanity with an individual, yeah, yeah. right? And right now, in this very moment, I'm more or less sharing whatever is in my brain. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not filtering it too hard. And while the subject matter might seem very light, right, I think the process of what we're doing is still cool for people to see, right? Because it's like unfiltered expression and attempting to connect over anything. So that's why I always, at the end of the day, feel cool about what we are capable of doing mm. versus what we are incapable of doing. Mm. But yeah, I'm like definitely, I'm like very afraid one of these days I'll say something where it's like, oh, I haven't completely thought that through. And it's like, oh, too late, canceled. Yeah, it's out he there. He's cut him off. Yeah. Um, but even that, that's just the name of the game. That's uh, existing in the media landscape. Mm. Um, and I'm curious, one thing, you know, this is my perspective of academia. Yeah. So, so understand that's where I'm coming from, but I look at academia as, is pretty tricky too to navigate in terms of like, you have to make doubly sure that you're not offending anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, is that, I mean, what's that like? Is that accurate? Is that not accurate? Yeah, but academia is a lot different than therapy. Yeah. No, you know, 100%. Right? Yes. <clears throat> yeah. But I feel like there's an element, too, of, like, you have to, you can't just, like, fully express. I don't know. Just curious if you see any corollaries between, like, what we're talking about and what life in academia is like. No, I don't. I uh, at first blush, I would say I don't see corollaries between academia and what goes on in therapy. Yeah. No, just in terms of like, 
this idea of because I do think the, because what you're what you're hitting on is this idea of politically correctness, political correctness, and what what can be said, what can't be said. Yeah, um, which is fascinating because the academic realm should be a realm of discovery and um, you know build you know building understanding. Yeah, <clears throat> but if I can't say anything because I'm worried about offending somebody, totally. then I'm limited in how much I can understand a phenomenon. If I'm worried about offending you. At, just to ask questions, then I've <clears throat> I've hijacked the process of getting to know yep. some somebody more, and and will somebody allow me to be ignorant about something as I pursue more understanding and truth about something? So similarity to therapy, right? It's like therapy is going to be regulated by my inability. If I fear being able to share aspects of myself for judgment, for judgment, yeah, it's exactly. going to limit my ability to foster create a, a meaningful conversation when i started my therapy training in syracuse i had met with was meeting with a client and into our fourth session she said i have something to tell you she goes my name is really blank and i'm like oh okay and it's not my last name is this not this other thing i, t- I told you and um it was like a vetting process for her. She had made up a total different name. Different name. You didn't need to know my name, but now I'm now I'm comfortable with you, and so I'm telling you my real name. So, That's you know, it. and and by the way, I don't work over here. I work at this other. Yeah. Place. You know, so this whole other created like a character. <clears throat> yeah. That is fascinating. Just because she was worried about, nervous about being open and honest, and being judged. <clears throat> yeah. It is. Uh, it is a terrifying thing, the feeling of being judged, and um, it is probably one of the biggest hurdle in, in, in yeah in any relationship, trust. Um, for, uh, I look at it as it, for me personally, it's fear of being judged, like being met with anger or, or, or cast aside, right, ostracized. This process, this what we're doing. Yeah, how, yeah, and like how I interact, like relationships wise, and you know when I'm speaking publicly or when I'm creating, you know, like for art's sake. Like yeah. my my number one fear is my authenticity, me expressing my thoughts and feelings will lead to me being cast aside and cut off. Mm-hmm. That's like what scares me the most. Yeah. Not necessarily that people will think I'm dumb. Mm. Not necessarily, you know, or something like that. That they'll just be like, well, "We don't like you. Go away. You're, you're, you know, you're kicked out of the out of the tribe." Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which is you'd think you'd think I'd be okay with it because I put myself out there all the time. But I, I. I I just see, see that as a normal part of yeah. human behavior. I mean, from wanting to fit in and when you're in grade school to wanting to fit in when you're at university and frat in your fraternity or sorority or, uh, you know, whatever organization you belong to, whether it's 3M or something, you know, Target, yeah. whatever. I struggled. So I used to work in a, in advertising, the uh-huh. agency setting, and it was not lost upon me how that idea of needing to fit in, it like never really leaves, unfortunately. From It's just always there. And this idea of like the corporate ladder and you know you had to be in with certain people so mm. your trajectory could be um, on path. And like that whole process makes me very uncomfortable. Um, and it feels very inauthentic. It's just, mm. it's just, uh, yeah. Um, so that was one of the motivators for me to leave because I wanted to get out of that environment. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it persists everywhere. And uh, right. it kind of stinks. I wish people could just... I don't know where it comes from. Like, why do we... Who was the first human that was like, okay, I need to compare myself to you and I need to compare myself to you and you need to know that I'm better than you. Like, I hate that whole thing and I don't get why we do it. Why can't we be like, oh, I'm me. I'm cool. That person's them. They're cool. We're all happy. Don't have an answer. We're going to kick it over to Steve for the answer and... No, and cut. Um, And scene. I don't don't have an answer for that. Yeah. One of the... I always, but I, I do think, okay, maybe I do have an answer. Oh, he's got an answer. No, I just think it's, it's because we only know ourselves in relation to other people. That we, we constantly look and, you know, am I as heavy as that person? Am I as tall as that person? Am I as good looking as that person? Am I funny as that person? You know, like this person's funnier than me. This person's smarter than I am. You know, this person's, oh. You know, not as athletic as I am. I so can, our our sense of identity exists in relation to other identities. Yeah, in yeah. relation to other people. People. Right? Yeah. That's how you know you yourself. Don't, don't exist. The self doesn't exist in a vacuum. Right. Not to get even more vicissitude, but it's kind of like a color exists in relation to other colors. Like, is this weird? Like, red is only red because it's not blue, or like, it looks different than blue. That's why red is red. Yeah, no. Red is red because of the, the kind of light that we have on in our Yeah, okay. Earth. Okay, that's that's what I Yeah. That's what I, that's what I understand, right? Yeah. The, the spectrum is because of the certain light that we have. Yeah, it is I always um like to think about the things that I struggle with in terms of like being able to relate to humans, other people. <laughs> yeah. And I I often ask myself like what is the evolutionary benefit of me having, like, where did these thoughts and stuff come from? And if they came from other people, why did they, where did they get them from? Like, what, what, like, what benefit? So, seems some, like, some kind of weird trick to play on humans to be like, hey, you're going to have all these cool things, but you're also going to be plagued by doubt. And, like, it's going to be hard for you to be intimate with others because you're going to worry about being judged and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, that's a deep question. Yeah. We need a cultural anthropologist to answer those kinds of questions. Yeah. Um, But in terms of, you know, going back to our discussion about sort of human intimacy, and you had asked, how do you open up to a therapist? I, I do appreciate how scary it can sometimes seem. I think that's the thing that therapists can forget. That we can we can kind of be in this world so much where the expectation is you know I sit down you sit down now you start opening up to me, um, and so I think we may need a reminder every now and then we may need reminders about how hard that is for people to come in and the number one the the number the the most common number of sessions that people have like historically is one <laughs> yeah so most people go to one therapy session and never go back or they. Or they, I, I don't know if it means that they got what they needed from that one session, but it's, it's. There's a lot of people that are kind of one and done and don't don't try again. Um, Do you think that's because, if you had to take a guess, number of reasons? So yeah, 
Yeah. That's that's because I checked the box. I went to therapy. It wasn't helpful. That's because I talked to the therapist and he took my wife's position instead of mine. Mm-hmm. I talked to the therapist and the therapist didn't understand me or um, I did that just to get my mom off my bed. You know, like uh, there's millions of hundreds, reasons, hundreds of reasons, right? Yeah. That is fascinating to think just one and done. I have a colleague who takes students to um, Cambodia and Laos and Thailand and, mm-hmm. and um she takes our, our undergraduate students who want to become mental health professionals, and she, they were talking to a shaman. <laughs> I, I, don't, I may not be getting the story exactly right, but one of the students said, I want to be a therapist, and they were like, what is a therapist? What does a therapist do? You know, this is a, another culture who's looking at us through these students and saying, oh, you want to be a, you're training to shaman. be a shaman, right? You're training to be like the, a community elder. We, that's why we have community elders. They're the spiritual the, guides. The, yeah, guides who kind of you can go that's to and talk to and... Um, but we do it for pay, you know, we do it. Yeah. So So you're a shaman. God bless America. Yeah. Capitalism. Woo woo. (laughs) And it also kind of reminds me too of like, we, when you were saying you're talking about your daughter had listened to the podcast and be like, well, does Alex need therapy? What's his deal? It's like, it kind of reminds me of that shaman's right response where he's like, oh, well you're talking, you know. It, it's about environment. It's relative to the environment that your your cultural environment. In this right. case, like your family, your daughter probably existed in a world where these kinds of conversations were happening all the time. That's what she's saying. Yeah, because now she's in a she's married, and she's you know married to a guy who doesn't talk as much as she does. Mm-hmm. That may be gender. That may be family of origin. A variety of reasons. Um, and he's a great guy, um, but she's like I think. In my family, you know, I like I was raised by a therapist, and so yep. we ended up talking. That was kind of yeah. the currency that we had. Yep. Um, yeah. Not the current. Yeah. Completely different experience. I'm just polar opposite. So, but it reminded me of like that shaman's reaction, which was like, "Oh, you're training to be a community elder." Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So, are you with you being a shaman? Does that mean like? We want some crazy trip here or something like that. That I go on a crazy trip, or the two of us go on yeah, a crazy yeah. trip. Yeah, going to be some spiritual guidance with ha- ayahuasca or something like I that. I don't know. Is there some substance we can be yeah. incorporating? No. I well, that leads us water. to our sponsor. <clears throat> We'd like to thank. No, I'm just Ho- kidding. We, we don't have a sponsor. No, Dave left us. Dave, Dave, one out. done, one yeah. done. Just like um, other people. But yeah, very fascinating stuff. And I'm going to very quickly wind this session down, but. To anyone wondering like what what the first session is like and whether or not it's scary and like yeah all yes to everything and I personally have always approached it as just little baby steps giving little more like I gave my real name but I felt comfortable doing that but like I think that's a great example of like do whatever you have to do to build trust and feel safe and then go from there and realize that you don't get trust you don't get safety until you yes. risk Yep. But that's the other thing. So there's a lot of people who will say, I, I can't share with you because I don't trust you. You need to make me feel safe. It doesn't work that way, people. Yeah. You have you, to. You have to co-create safety. Yep. Takes two to tango. And uh, that doesn't mean it's not scary. Totally is scary. But, you know, to the millions of listeners, you're very brave. You're a lot braver than you give yourself credit for. So um, take the leap. Take the blue pill. Or is it the red pill? I don't remember. Um, but yeah, thank you for um, having a chat with me about human intimacy and 
trust and all that good stuff. Uh, and, um, you know, I hope I wasn't too vicissitude for you. You know how I, you know how I got. <laughs> all right. Have a good week. Till yep. next time. Till next time. Stay happy, people.